Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co host, analyst Diana Lawfer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's CX Cast. This is Sam Stern. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Diana Laffer. Hi, everyone. And this week, we have a special guest, uh, Anjali Lai, an analyst from our Data Insights Innovation team here at Forrester. Hello, Anjali. Hello. And Anjali is um, someone who, if, you're, uh, if you came to our CX Forum in New York, you saw on our main stage, and if you didn't get to come to our forum in New York, but we're thinking of coming to either our San Francisco Customer Experience Forum in October or our London Customer Experience Forum in November, uh, Anjali will be back on the main stage. And what will you be talking about on the main stage, Anjali? I will primarily be talking about the role of emotion in customer experience. Great. And that's what we wanted to talk to you about today. What a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is really one of our new research coverage areas. I feel like emotion has just come storming uh, into a lot of the research that we're producing, um, largely thanks to to your help, I think your collaboration with with Megan primarily. So can you tell us sort of what is the background behind this? Uh, Why is emotion sort of coming on in this way where we're we're talking about it more and more when we think about customer experience? Mm Yeah, so at a large scale, um, researchers really across the industry are beginning to recognize emotion as a powerful driver of consumer behavior and as a powerful um, element of customer experience. Um, this is, you know, against the backdrop of like the emergence of behavioral economics and mm-hmm. um, new research that is really spanning different industries, but is really focusing on the nuances and sort of counterintuitive elements that um, are characterizing, you know, customer behavior. Um, in terms of the research here at Forrester, the customer experience index data most recently has shown that um, emotion is one of the strongest or the strongest driver of loyalty um, especially compared to uh, effectiveness and ease, which are essentially the three e's that make up the right. customer experience index um, so that fact paired with the um, emergence of our innovation team has really led to an unprecedented amount of data that we now have access to to be able to measure and assess different qualities of customer emotion. I think that emotion is a bit of a a loaded term. What exactly do you mean by emotion and how would you define it for our clients' purposes? Yeah, it is absolutely a loaded term. It's a, to be honest, it's a fairly complicated um, uh, you know, term to really make sense of because it does refer to, you know, the psychological state that's dependent on the circumstance or mood um, that has that physiological or biological uh, expression as well. But, you know, for the purposes of our research and especially for the customer experience context, I think making sense of emotion as the way that a customer feels is really a good, um, albeit simplistic, but, you know, actionable way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but so, what do customer experience professionals need to think about emotion? Um, you know, how how should they think about it differently than they have been thinking about it maybe to date, if they've been even thinking about it at all before now? 
Yeah, I mean, you're alluding to an interesting point, which is that through a lot of the research, we found that customer experience professionals don't tend to prioritize emotion in their strategy. So again, going back to the three E's of the customer experience index, um, emotion, ease, and effectiveness, of those, ease and effectiveness tend to take precedence. But we found that because emotion is such a strong driver of loyalty based on that data um, and based on the rules of emotion coming from psychology and um, sociology, we are able to conclude that um, managing emotions effectively will allow customers to, for example, forgive um, companies when they mm. run into um, you know, issues related to ease or effectiveness or you know, other functional elements of the interaction. And so um, customer experience professionals really need to prioritize emotion because of its power in an influence over customer perception, which then affects you know, brand, um, brand attitude, um, memory of experiences, and then subsequent behavior. Great. That have you sense. have you found in your research examples of companies that are managing emotion well that might provide some good lessons for other CX pros that are um, still kind of wondering, so how do we actually apply this? Yes, definitely. And actually, this is something that I talk about a little bit in my report called What Do Excellent um, Emotional Customer Experiences Look Like? And I referenced it uh, a little bit in New York as well. There are uh, brands that um, were at the top of the customer experience index list. So essentially, they ranked highest um, among the scores. And taking a deep dive into the research and folding in our qualitative data, social listening data, um, tracking data, things like that, we were able to determined that because those brands extended such successful emotional experience or they resonated emotionally with their customers, that is what really boosted them to the top of the list. So mm-hmm. Discover, for example, is one company that did particularly well, um, especially mm-hmm. in the first wave of our data. And customer data showed that it's because they did really you know, seemingly small things to um, elicit particular emotions in moments of you know, high emotional intensity. So for example, when customers received their credit card bill from Discover, they would see that their FICO score was you know, printed on each bill. And that essentially changed the credit card experience from being one of, you know, uh, anxiety or nervousness at at being in debt to being one of, um, you know, comfort and assurance from the brand. And Mm -hmm. so those were the emotions that people were beginning to associate with Discover. And they've done other things since then as well. They have um, a, you know, they're allowing customers to control their card, for example, from their mobile phone. They are able to freeze it or unfreeze it if they um, detect potential fraud. So again, these are all essentially ways uh, that Discover is letting customers feel as though they are in control um, of, you know, their credit card um, circumstances, essentially. And that tends to dominate the experience. And really impressive in an industry where um, people usually don't have great experiences with their credit card company. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, that's an interesting point, too. I mean, I just don't think necessarily of financial services other than maybe feeling trust as an emotion, not a high emotion-inspiring experience. Is, is that something that you guys found in the research in terms of, you know, industries where maybe you wouldn't expect or even count on it being emotionally resonant actually having a big emotional profile that companies need to be aware of? 
Yeah, it's a great point, actually. And, you know, when you think about it, it's really difficult to find an industry or a product category that isn't associated with emotion mm. in any way, shape, or form. I think, you know, if if we do think that there are experiences that are void of emotion, that's probably not the case. And it, you know, <laughs> right. warrants looking at it closer and really digging into the into the customer research. Um, so, yeah, to your point, I mean, even things like, you know, health insurance, where right. you feel as though the customer only has a limited set of, um, you know, choices or, or options to choose from and then a certain number of decisions to make, um, even that is a, a highly emotional experience. Right. And, you know, of course, health insurers are, you know, uh, piloting all these different tactics mm-hmm. basically to resonate with customers in new ways that they hadn't done before. And that's um, a huge um, initiative in that space. Great. So um, I mentioned it earlier, but um, you're going to be uh, on stage at our two uh, customer experience forum events this fall. Can you uh, give listeners uh, a bit of a sneak peek of what you'll be talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So in San Francisco, um, I'll be speaking again about the role of emotion customer experience, but particularly with this digital skew or the digital angle. So that will focus a little bit more on like the intersection between the human experience and the technology experience and where emotion plays into that and how people can leverage digital tools to convey certain emotions or resonate, um, you know, with what is traditionally not thought to be um, a, you know, digitally enhanced sort of experience. Right. Great. And in London, will it be the same as sort of a digital bent or, or is there a different angle to your speech there? Yep. So in London, we won't be focusing as much on the digital uh, approach to the topic, but it will be looking at brands specifically in, you know, Europe that are, uh, delivering highly successful emotional customer experiences and we'll pull in some of the innovative data uh, to essentially illuminate why that's the case and illustrate the emotional experience from the customer's perspective. And there's a bit of new research as well that I'm doing which will be focused um, or presented on stage at both of the upcoming forums around the emotional hierarchy. So, you know, which emotions are actually consistent across experiences that quote unquote make or break certain um, brand uh, relationships. Um, And then, you know, what is the revenue impact of, of emotions? So I'm trying to kind of put metrics around individual emotions in order to um, categorize them and create a framework for how professionals can begin to prioritize their initiatives. Great. So what I'm hearing you say is these are can't-miss talks at these uh, fall events that that our listeners should definitely prioritize uh, making time to join us at the events. Definitely. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We really appreciate it. I just want a a reminder to our listening audience, if you want more information on what we've been talking with Anjali about here on this episode, you can check out her report, uh, What Do Excellent Emotional Customer Experiences Look Like? Is there any other research you'd point our listeners to, or is that really the report to go check out? That's the main report that's available right now. But again, I would just uh, recommend you know keeping an eye out for some of the the really the research stream that's coming out in the next couple of months. Great. Well, thank you for joining us, and listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Forrester's CX Cast. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. 
And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at s-s-t-e-r-n at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.